having a very enjoyable chat this morning at the start of the show to mark International Women's Day today. And just a reminder of the qualifier question for 10 to 1, your chance to win €1,000. You'd become the 30th winner, by the way, of a grand with our friends at Clean Ireland. The qualifier question, what is the official language of the Canadian city, Quebec? What is the official language of the Canadian city, Quebec? WhatsApp or text right now with the right answer in your name, 086-123-9595. And one of you will be joining me in a little bit to have a go and the best of luck with uh, that. Uh, now, um, joining our panel is uh, MEP Grace O'Sullivan. Good morning to you, Grace. How are you doing? Um, Hi, Joe. We were just chatting on this International Women's Day with Councillor Sarah Kiley about uh, women being represented in politics. But I have to say, I think a lot of people, especially women, might look at politics today and some, uh, as we were saying earlier, some of the abuse that politicians, particularly women, receive and think, nah, not in a million years am I going near that. So uh, how do you get past the various barriers, Grace? It's a very good question, Joe. And and you're right. I mean, uh, certainly on social media, we see a lot of kind of cyber-stalking and online harassment and, um, you know, even sharing of private data and images of women and stuff. And it is is difficult uh, for women in politics. But nevertheless, it's just really important uh, in terms of a a representative democracy that uh, women are uh, at the table and that we have gender equality in our decision-making and and our policy-making. So, look... I suppose it's it's a tough decision. I had a I had a very hard decision myself in 2014 to run in the European elections, and because I was a mother and a single parent with three children. Um, but you know, I suppose uh, if you feel um, if a woman uh, feels that they're not being properly represented represented at the local and national European level, um, then the best way to be representative to put yourself forward. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's what I did. And I have to say, Joe, it, uh, it is challenging in certain respects, but it's also... Have you ever regretted it? Satisfying. Um, I've never regretted it, to be honest, but I'm not, I'm not the type of person that holds regrets. I take decisions and I kind of try to move forward. Um, is it challenging? Yes, it is. Is it rewarding? Yes, it is incredibly. When you come into the European Parliament, or I was up in the Shannon working with people like Lynn Rowan, who's here in Brussels today, um, Councillor uh, Francis Black, um, Roisin Garvey, people like that. They're, you know, women who are really, mm. really kind of energetic well, and want to see, want to make yeah. change. And if you want to make the change, you have to get get it in and around the table. I'd, I'd be interested to hear from Karen Brosnan, who is the president of Network Limerick this year. Um, um, you know, in the past, I suppose, the business community would be somewhere that politicians and political parties would look to for candidates, including female candidates. When you chat to women in business, Karen, is there any appetite among any of them to go into frontline politics these days? I think there's much more of an appetite for women to look at politics now 
with the whole balance of, you know, kind of like this, well, the 60-40 rule of, of women um, from a political party and candidate perspective. I'd like to see that move in all parties to 50-50 and to see women get as much support as their male counterparts when they do um, run um, in a constituency. But I think, you know, there is an appetite among women when they see um, the percentage of females in the doll when they're looking on the TV and they realise that how can they be represented if there isn't enough women in the room actually, you know, speaking on their behalf. So I think that's important um, to note. I think, look, you hear a lot of negativity in, in the press and, and you hear it from some of our, our existing both councillors uh, and TDs about the negativity that they experience on a day-to-day basis. But I think, you know, like I said, we do need to speak out, we need to speak our truth and we need to put ourselves forward um, and I won't say, you know, kind of it, it's not easy when there's negativity in the background, but I think we, we need to stand up and we need to um, just just move forward, Joe, really, you know, right. and I think if I could say to anybody in business thinking about politics, you know, there is a great support network. I know a number of females that are going down that road at the moment, and there is huge support from all political parties for female candidates. Um, and in the wider business yeah. community. So yeah, there's yeah. a support and network there in the background. In, indeed, and, and, there, and there have been policy changes around that as well in terms of the number of female candidates that political parties would put forward. Well, Karen Brosnahan, who is the uh, president of Network Limerick, thank you very much for your contribution this morning. I know you have a busy day ahead on International Women's Day, so uh, I'll let you go. And, and Councillor Sarah Kiley, I mean, you know, did you have any true sense of what being in politics politics would be like before your election or, or did you feel well I kind of do know what this is about um, I think it has changed Joe so what it typically was is not what it is anymore um, the the five C's of course were always the barriers uh, the cash, the conventions because it's not as easy as you think to, to be a candidate and the political parties need to step up and put their money where their mouth is because cash is one of the barriers. If you have to g- even give a contribution a poster at the last local elections, um, eight euro plus VAT for each poster. So that's just an indicator of how, you know, we need to tackle this. The I, I recently heard that there's now a sixth C, that's a bit of a mouthful, and it's cyber. So the so yeah. cyber harassment mm. of female politicians and male politicians, it has to stop. We need to call it out. We're stopping people from running. We're putting people off and we're actually putting people's lives in danger yeah. by allowing this to happen. They feel unsafe. They feel threatened and it's not acceptable. And it's going unchecked. Completely. Um, And there's a a media commission that is being established, going to come into being in the next uh, few weeks. And we're very conscious of it because our regulator, the Broadcasting Authority, is being submerged into it. Mm -hmm. But one of its big remits is to take on the Wild West that exists in parts of social media, Jen. It's just like, it's like Mad Max 3 Cyber Road. It really is. It's absolutely horrific. And I, I'm not going to mention any names, but I have, I'm friends with people and women in politics. And I have had just a sample of the abuse that they've got because I defended one of them on Twitter. And you know me, I'm very shy and retiring and, you know, <laughs> sit on the fence about a lot of things. Yeah. So I may have insulted uh, a small group of uh, small minded men very badly. And uh, I enjoyed it. It was very fun. But um, I basically defended this person and I, you know, called these men out and said, look, go and get life. I didn't say that but I can't say it's a morning show can't say yes it. I appreciate it yeah. but um, they, they went through 
every one of my social media accounts, about four or five of them. And they attacked me. They attacked her. They put us in a video, apparently, was going around. Um, they all manner of names. They brought my mental health campaigning into question. They contacted my mental health organization that I work with. Uh, they brought that in. They went through my Instagram for the past five or six years. Um, and they doctored my photos. And they did all that. And the, and, uh, the person who I was defending has that done to her almost on a weekly basis. Yeah. I had that for 24 hours because I didn't respond uh, because I'm not a public figure. And I said to them, I'm not feeding the fire because actually they get off, and that's the easiest way I can say it, and the politest way I can say it, they get off on replies and indignation and anger. And I basically treated them like the nothings they were. But I'll tell you, I, that alone that alone gave me a taste of what women in politics, because I am a woman, I can only speak as what they have to face on a daily basis. Now, Karen O'Reilly from Employ Mum and Employ Flex is on <coughs> the line. Good morning to you, Karen. Good morning. Um, so we've talked a lot coming out of the pandemic about hybrid working and working from home and making um, the workplace friendlier from a family and childcare perspective. Is that working and is it helping women? Because obviously we're focusing on women on this day, International Women's Day, Karen. Yeah, uh, well, we started off as employ mum and we were all about flexible work for women and especially mums in the workforce. So pre-COVID, there would have been a lot of resistance to flexible work and remote working. But thankfully, we've seen an openness um, now to having that conversation around flexible work and remote work. So that's a positive thing that has come out of COVID. But then, you know, I suppose when we look at the figures and the stats don't lie from the CSO, um, you know, only 7.4% of females are chairpersons in Ireland. Um, 19.6% of women are percent of women are on the board of directors compared to 80.4%. So we still have a long way to go, even though we have the most women in the workforce at the moment that we've ever had in our lifetime. So, you know, there, there, there's definitely things are improving, but we still have a long way to go. I mean, it is fascinating to think that, you know, we've had female presidents of the country, for example, we've had mm-hmm. female Tornishta, but we are still waiting, you know, the single most powerful position in the administration of the state is the Taoiseach. And we still are waiting for a female Taoiseach, aren't we? Yeah, well, I suppose that that will come, I think, you know, I mean, traditionally... Well, we've been saying that for a while, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it, really, because I keep looking at it going, you know, in so many other areas, we are in seeing change, but not there. <laughs> yes, well, um, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, as, and, you know, as um, Grace is saying there, um, you know, there's a lot of um, reasons why women don't get into politics. Um, you know, it's, the abuse they get is, is phenomenal. Um, and, and that they need to bring in some stricter laws to, to, to police that um, so that, that this isn't happening, you know. Um, and so there's a lot of things that need to be done, I think, to convince women for in the first place. And it's not a very flexible role. You know, being a politician is an early 24-7 job. Uh, and that doesn't always suit uh, mums. So we need to make that role flexible as well so that women can be, um, you know, allowed to, to stay in the race. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much, all of you, for kicking off our conversation on International Women's Day. We'll be coming back to it between now and midday uh, again. Uh, really uh, fascinating uh, to hear your perspectives uh, this morning. And uh, thank you to Karen O'Reilly from Employ Mum, to Grace O'Sullivan, MEP, uh, to student Molly Cantwell, Limerick blogger Jen Ronan, Councillor Sarah Kiley, and a bit earlier, Karen Brosnahan, who's the president of Network Limerick, joined us as well.
well. We appreciate your voices and happy International Women's Day. Thanks, Joe. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.